the volume. The Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. This is why I love betting on the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's America's number one sportsbook for obvious reasons. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. Fast payouts in as quick as two hours. Are you kidding me? And do you see these same game parlay bets? Not to mention the live betting. Just a gorgeous platform all the way across the board. FanDuel is making it easy for everyone to bet this season with a bunch of promotions that they will be sharing all season long on my podcast. You can't miss it. We're talking about risk-free bets, same game parlay bets, enhanced odds, markets, and more. That's boosted odds, baby. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code MONACO so they know I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342-ARIZONA. 1-888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org forward slash chat Connecticut. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com forward slash RG Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Michigan, Tennessee Redline. 1-800-889-9789 Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net West Virginia. All right, welcome into another episode of the best gambling show ever. Alex Monaco alongside Liv Moods. Liv, happy International Women's Day. It's a pleasure to be working with you, rocking with you. You're killing it. Honored to be on the program with you. And shout out to all the wonderful women around the world and working in our industry. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Lots of basketball to talk about. Um, lots of crazy things also happening in the the news world of sports, it seems. But uh, excited to do another show with you. We've got a lot to talk about. Yeah, we're all in on NBA picks today, but breaking news. That was my Austin Powers. That was my Austin Powers breaking news from Basil. But we got Aaron Rodgers, Liv, coming back to the Packers. I'm excited. Are you excited? What are your initial thoughts here on the Rappaport and McAfee news that he's going back to GP? Do I look excited, Monaco? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm not excited. I, you know, I was just bang. I was really, really excited about the potential possibility of him being a Denver Bronco. I think that is the one missing piece for this Broncos team and they just need a QB, but I also think there's value in them getting a QB that they can build around, uh, you know, a QB that they can kind of, I don't want to say start from the ground up, but make their own. And so maybe this is a blessing in disguise. I do know Von Miller was in his fields yesterday. He was posting things about wanting to go back to the 5280, wanting that old thing back. He was making jokes about <laughs> wanting his old locker back. So, you know, maybe this is a blessing in disguise for Broncos nation. Maybe there's a QB that's a better fit for the, you know, the offense and the defense that we've got. So I don't want to stress it too much at the end of the day, uh, you know, it just seems like Aaron Rodgers is a whole lot of drama, man. Like he he's going right back to the place that 
initially he didn't even know if he was going to play there this season. And then he's got all these cryptic Instagram posts and, and now he's right back in, in green Bay. So I'm not going to ever let Aaron Rodgers get my blood, you know, you know, get my blood level rising or get me thinking, Oh, what does that mean? I don't think it ever means anything. He's going back to green Bay. He loves it there. That's his home. He'll probably retire there. End of story. So I don't know why I'm all that surprised bummed as a Broncos fan, but maybe it's a blessing in disguise for us. I would be real bombed. I, I was actually excited. I kind of look, I'm a recovering Chargers fan, of course, from San Diego, but I love, loved the thought of him going to the Broncos. It would have made the AFC West so riveting. I mean, literally, Herbert versus Rogers, Rogers versus Mahomes. It would have been electric. So we kind of got robbed of that because now he stays in a very lackluster division and a division he's going to run away with. This is interesting. I mean, look, I wonder how much of his personal life played into this, right? He's going through a real life divorce. Like, I I mean, whether that was a Hollywood real thing or was she lives in Colorado. So maybe she turned him away. Maybe she, he was like, "Mm, I did not know that he lives in Boulder. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's like, Hey, I can't, I can't move to the city that my ex lives in might've played a factor. I wonder if it was, I mean, I want to toss it back to you. You think it was about, him being shown the love. Cause again, it's so fascinating where he talks about how he doesn't get enough help, but then it seems like money potentially was a factor here. Do you think that he all the while was going to stay or do you actually think these flirting kind of rumors were true? I think he loves drama. If we're being honest, I really yeah. do. I think Aaron Rodgers loves to be talked about. He loves the drama. <laughs> it's like the, you know, that we had the vaccine scandal. We had the, is he returning to pack, you know, to the Packers in the first place before this season even started. Then it was weird Instagram posts that was kind of alluding, you know, and everyone's going to say, well, that's why you shouldn't assume what his Instagram post is saying. Come on now. It was weird. It was a very cryptic goodbye. Thank you so much. I'm forever thankful and grateful for you. It it was, it felt like a a farewell post. And then, you know, then he comes out and says the Instagram post meant nothing. It's like, well, then why'd you post it? You know, like I get it showing gratitude, but it was the way in which it was posted. And I just think he likes drama. I think he likes to be talked about. I think he likes to keep things exciting and fresh and fun. And I think this was his latest and greatest version of that was that weird Instagram post just for him to turn around and say, Green Bay, I'm coming back home. So it's weird. It's weird. I can't, I can't put my finger on it, but I do. I think he likes drama. Nothing wrong with that. I think we all like it to an extent. Um, I think he just likes to be in the mix and likes to be talked about. So, you know, it just, it feels like it's one thing after the next with him, but happy for green Bay, happy for him. If he feels like that's home, then he absolutely should play there bummed for Broncos nation. But like I said, we've got, you know, we'll, we'll get it figured out. We've got, you know, a new head coach, Von Miller's now interested in coming back. He's a free agent. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how the Denver side of things plays out, but happy for Rogers. Nonetheless, we move on. I'm excited about this slate. I feel really good about it. We're starting out with the nets on the road, minus three and a half at the moment on FanDuel, taking on the Hornets. Excited to get your thoughts here on this Tuesday night. KD Kyrie matchup. 
Yeah, I mean, the Nets are definitely struggling at the moment. Uh, they're kind of on a on a losing skid right now. However, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if the Celtics beat the Nets or if it was Jason Tatum all by himself dropping like <laughs> 54 points on the Nets. Uh, I would say the Nets right now, their biggest downfall is defense. I think they're averaging as of late about a 120 points to their opponent per game. So their defense is definitely their downfall at the moment. Um, the last time that this Hornets team and this Nets team faced each other. It was a little bit of a different story. Obviously we've got KD. Um, he played the first game. He's going to play in this one as well. This is like the second game of three between these two teams, but a lot has changed between both of these teams since then. Uh, the last time that the Nets played the Hornets, uh, KD, I think had 37, 38 points and they still did not manage to come out on top. However, now they've got Kyrie Irving. Uh, I do worry because this Hornets team gives up a lot of rebounds to their opponent, but LaMarcus Aldridge will be out today with a hip injury. Um, so KD is going to kind of be responsible for doing a little bit of everything in terms of rebounding, uh, scoring off offensively I do like the Nets to come out on top in this game I think they need it really really bad and I think both of these teams struggle defensively offensively I think Katie and Kyrie can get the job done here uh, but I do think it'll be a close game so that three and a half spread I definitely liked it better at two and a half uh, three and a half definitely makes me nervous we've seen this Hornets team they're electric this is the kind of team that in the first half you're like oh god what are we getting and then second half they turn it on and they keep games really really close so I'm still going to ride with the Nets here. I'm still going to ride the Nets with the points just because I think they really need this win. I think Katie and Kyrie together will be nice. Um, both of those guys, I expect to have a pretty big night offensively. And because this Hornets team struggles so much defensively, just like the Nets, uh, they're pretty evenly matched. I think they actually both have an identical record right now. Um, and against the spread in the last six on the road, I believe the Nets are five and one. So they're still covering um, the spread on the road in the last Last six despite not maybe winning um or doing well as of late but this hornets team to me does have some holes missing some some puzzle pieces missing as well so i i'm gonna rock with the nets here i'm gonna take the nets with the points but i definitely preferred it at two and a half yeah i'm with you i'm tailing as they say the hornets uh, this defense is it's abysmal Rough. i know Rough. i know michael jeffrey jordan sitting courtside beside himself because they are electric offensively but defense yes. they're inept i mean they're bottom 10 in nba defensive rating they're allowing 111.9 points per 100 possessions. That is not bode well for a Nets team scoring 1.11 points per possession. This is the to your to your rebounding point. A Hornets team that is last in the league in second chance points allowed. They're 27th in rebounding rate. They're 24th in fast break points allowed. And yes, the Nets. Very good on the road. You mentioned five and one in their last six road games. They're also six, one and one against the spread after allowing 125 or more of the previous games. So they don't play great defense, but they do right some wrongs when they kind of have a blowout L and you look at this Hornets team, not playing well at home at all. They're only two, nine and one against the spread at home in their last 12 they're also not playing well against teams that are above 500 on the road at home. They're one five and one in their last seven, not covering Brooklyn 18, 15 and one against the spread on the road. So it's a, it's a combination of like you alluded to, they, they have to win this game. I mean, Brooklyn, yeah. it's, 
I don't know if we've ever seen this before, Liv, where you have a team that's favored to win the East right now flirting in the play-in tournament. Like, I, I still right. don't understand. <laughs> they're not they're not winning games. They're not losing on futures odds and going down. It's fascinating to watch. We're getting to the point with Brooklyn where they need to start taking these games seriously, finally getting KD and Kyrie on the road together. I just think Charlotte's D is a liability. They're only one game above 500 at home on the season. It is nervous with the three and a half, but I think the, the nets pull it off and they cover. So I'm, I'm with. Agreed. I love it. All right, let's move on to another exciting matchup. At least as far as the warriors go, they sat everybody last night. Pool Moody, Looney, Lee, and Toscano Anderson were the starting five last night, Liv. So Warriors coming in rested at home, need a W. I believe it's minus five and a half right now on FanDuel against the Clippers. Which side are you on for that one? Yeah, I mean, this Warriors team is very interesting to me because obviously I think they started the season – very, very well. And I think we very quickly learned the type of role and the importance that Draymond Green has on this team. Obviously, we've always known he's a great player. We've known that the, the, the that he plays a big role with this Warriors team, but I don't think we really knew how much he controls the offense on this team, um, whether he's scoring points or not. Draymond Green, to me, is not the guy that I'm going to look at for a points prop. But in terms of controlling the offense, it's huge. And I do think it's worth mentioning that if you didn't see it, there was a volume sports exclusive interview on the Draymond Green show where he did say he anticipates returning on Monday versus the Wizards. So his return is right around the corner. And I think until then it's hard to get a read on this Warriors team and what they're going to bring when it comes to their standings in the West. I mean, I believe they're still sitting at second right now, which is very impressive considering um, they are, don't even look like the same team that they started the season as. So very excited to have Draymond Green coming back. That was a volume sports exclusive interview. I was seeing clips of it everywhere and I was like, Hey, I know that. I know that company. That's cool. Um, But yeah, I also think something that I just need to swallow my pride on and totally admit is when Kawhi Leonard and Paul George were out for this Clippers team, I wrote them off. I did not have any faith in them, you know, continuing to win games, continuing to be competitive, but they are just that they are competitive. And so I actually like the Clippers with the points here because this is a Clippers team that puts up a fight. Again, we don't know the status of Steph Curry tonight. As you mentioned, just last night, they were resting the majority of their starting lineup, um, just about everyone besides Looney. So I'm interested to see kind of who we get on the floor tonight. The one thing about that that I think works in their favor is they will be rested. Um, But I'm not sure that I trust them to cover a five and a half point spread versus a Clippers team that is relatively healthy at the moment and very competitive this season. So I'm actually going to take the Clippers with the points here. I actually think that they keep it a close game. I definitely liked it better when it was sitting at seven, Um, but five and a half, I do still think is doable. I could see this being a four to five point game. Uh, This Clippers team is just very competitive to me and, and the Warriors just have too many question marks at the moment. And uh, I'm ready to see Draymond Green out there. I think once Draymond Green is playing, it's a completely different story for this Warriors team. But for now, I think I'm going to take the dog with the points in this one. Well, you capped both these teams well last week and the Clippers you had over the Lakers. I I went down the rabbit hole and caught an L with the Lakers. 
This Clippers team is interesting because they've been covering in their last seven or eight games. But I watched that Knicks game. I'm in New York, so I got the game. I watched it. I was blown away at how flat they looked. I mean, they trailed by 32 points at one point. They didn't shoot even 40% as a team. They were outbodied by double digits in the paint. To me, this Warriors team, they have to bounce back. I mean, analytics in this one, you can go back and forth. I mean, the Clippers, only, only stat I have for you is that they're one in five against the spread in their last six, following a straight-up loss of more than 10. So blown out by the Knicks, and Knicks looked good last night as well against the Kings. So they're starting to slowly get momentum, too little, too late for them. But either way, this Clippers team, I mean, they're one and two against the Warriors this season. I just think... With a rested team, this was absolutely strategy for Kerr, knowing that they had a back-to-back tough environment in Denver with a hot Denver team, your home team, and they're winners of nine of their last 10. That was a tough game, but I liked what I saw with the role players live with the Warriors last night. Six guys in double figures, pool stepped up at a 30-piece. I mean, this Warriors team's 26-7 and at home. They will win this game. Will they cover? I'm going to lean five and a half, but that's solely because you had their top three players at the moment rested. And I think they come in. I think Curry goes berserk and hopefully Clay bounces back because Clay had a terrible game the other night against the Lakers. And he's had to sit on that for several days. So this team Believe it or not, they have given up 124 straight, which is not ideal. But since mid-December, they are giving up only 106.5 defensive points. And that is pretty solid in an NBA where everybody averages over 100. So I'm looking at this Warriors team averaging 112 in their last 19. They've had a banged up squad, but they come in rested. I'm hoping the methodology works and they blow out the Clippers. And this is just not enough offense for LA to compete against a rested Warriors team. I'm going to swallow the five and a half, but again, you could be on the sharp side because the Clippers seem to cover wherever they play. (laughs) True that. All right, let's get into your specialty. Little player props. We're going back to the Nets Hornets game. We got, Durant right now on FanDuel live 29.5. Is that too high, too low, just right? And which side are you on for that? I think it's de- the number is definitely just right, uh, considering, you know, his averages. And, and the last time that he played this Hornets team, I think, like I said, I think he dropped 37 or 38. So the number is definitely just right. Um, I'm, I'm taking a look right now at the way that this Hornets team has defended um, the power forward position in the last two weeks. And um, they do all right. Uh, average, I would say they, they give up an average of 20.96 points per game to opposing power forwards in the last two weeks. However, to stick KD in the caver- in the category of average with just the rest of the power forwards doesn't seem right. I mean, this is the guy that will find an opportunity to score regardless. Uh, So I definitely, this is tough for me. This is so tough for me because I've been looking at all of my player props from a defensive lens and the Hornets just don't play defense and, and they may defend one position better than the other, but at the end of the day, they have a really, really hard time slowing down offense. And so I, I do worry about that for them. Um, 
I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and say that it's just right. It's exactly where it should be. And I think taking the over with him, just because he is the type of guy to take control of the game, they need this win. Um, so if there's anyone on the court, that's going to, you know, have the offense running through their hands, it's going to be Kevin Durant. So I'm going to take the over. I do think the number is just right. And 29 and a half seems big, but it's Kevin Durant. So I think it's right where it's supposed to be. Yeah, I think it's right where it should be. If Hayward was playing tonight, I'd maybe look at it a little differently, but they are a horrendous defensive team. KD, oh. I mean, look, he had 31. Uh, the first game he came back, he had 37 against one of the best defensive teams in the league right now in Boston. Right. I, I mean, and and you mentioned it earlier in the show that he had 38 against the Hornets earlier in the season, uh, first few games of the campaign. I love it tonight. I, I'm I'm looking at potentially pairing Durant's over with the Nets on the money line just because that three and a half scares me. I think he goes for 30 minimum, and I'm with you on the over. I, I love it. I love it. All right, let's talk. Your boy, the Willy Wonka golden ticket you're holding with Mr. John Morant. 29 and a half as well tonight on FanDuel, taking on the Pelicans at home. I think it's too high, too low, just right. And are you over or under? Uh, you know, this number, despite what he's capable of doing and despite what he's been doing, after having an an okay game the last time that he played, um, I would say this number does feel a little bit high. Now to say that he can't hit this number would be crazy because he absolutely can. So I do think it's a little bit high. However, this does feel like a game where, you know, the Pelicans have, in my opinion, been pretty decent um, in terms of offense and defense. Uh, I think John Morant is going to kind of be in a position like KD tonight where he's going to really take control of the game uh, offensively, especially and, uh, you know, the Grizzlies are playing at home. I feel like Memphis is his city. He always seems to play way better at home. Um, so I do think it seems a little bit high. However, I think I'm still going to rock with the over here. I think this is one of those games where um, the Grizzlies may start slow and then John Morant picks it up. And at halftime, he may have 15 to 20 points. Uh, I just, this, I see this being a good spot for him in the last two weeks. Uh, the Pelicans are given up an average of 24.39 points per game to opposing point guards. Again, John Morant playing at home coming off of a game that wasn't his best work. This just looks like a really great, you know, bounce back spot for him and the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies just suffered a loss to the freaking Houston Rockets. Uh, <laughs> so this has got to be a spot for him where he just turns it up and just goes absolute X games mode. So I'm going to take John Morant over the 29 and a half points does feel a little bit high considering how the Grizzlies pretty much collectively played against the Rockets last game. But again, John Morant at home in Memphis, I don't really worry about him there. So I'm going to take the over 29 and a half. Yeah, I love it. I'm I'm with you completely. I mean, this Pelicans team gave up. Well, they blew an unreal lead against the Nuggets the other night. Just should have never happened. They also. Oh gave my up God, that game was it. I was there. It was. Oh, that's insane. Amazing. And I gotta tell you because Nikola Jokic to me, in the beginning of that game was playing tired. He looked tired. Yeah. He had just rested off of illness, and he was just. You know, he was breathing heavy. He wasn't moving as quick defensively. He was letting the Pelicans shoot threes. They were shooting threes all over the Nuggets. I just felt <laughs> like Jokic was not playing good defense at all. And then 
he clocked in. He's like, we've got a game to win. And, and he absolutely took control of that game. So I had to interject there. Cause it was no, a good. fabulous got, basketball game. Your guy had 30 in the fourth and overtime. Nice. That must've been electric. Oh my God. It was so fun. Well, yeah. So to that point, they just, the, the Pelicans play kind of lackluster defense. They're playing excellent offense at the moment. They're outperforming the market against the spread for sure. I think you made a great point with a, a down game, even though he's still at 22, he was only seven for 20 shooting against the Rockets and the fact that they lost. And another good point you made with him playing better at home, grindhouse need it. I mean, he's not, far removed again from 38 versus Boston and career highs with 46 and then 52 the next game. So it's interesting. FanDuel's kind of catching up to his number. We've seen yeah. him more in that 26 and a half type range. Yep. So they add another three to make it a little harder on us, but I think a 30 piece he's due for tonight as well. And I think he balls out. And again, just so electric and you remember one of those career highs i think he had 11 straight points in the fourth he had 22 22 baskets made in one game so with a guy like that who's youthful and coming off a loss i think he's going to take this personally and grizzlies are going to bounce back nicely probably a good team to parlay tonight on the money line too with someone else going against the pelicans at home i like the grizz as well love it love when we All agree right. yeah we're looking <laughs> We're looking like a dynamic duo. Let's hope we go a little and beat Harden tonight at the books. For Liv, I'm Alex. You've been listening to another Best Gambling Show ever. We will see you on Thursday on the Volume Sports YouTube channel. See ya.